Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the spicy chorizo, Dom Rizzuto. G'day, g'day, and welcome to Splinters, the official Triple H podcast live and free here on 100.1 FM. My name is Don Rosetto. It is awesome to be here with you to talk all things sport once again on Splinters. And tonight we have a very special episode. We have the upcoming 2022 AFL season preview. The season gone by was just magnificent and the biggest sport in Australia during the winter time is ready to kick off again. And I can't wait. The team can't wait to get into this. We've got so much to talk about and so much to get into with what will be another highly anticipated season of Aussie rules. Where do I begin? But first, introducing our expert panel for this evening. We've got two of our brightest young stars with me to help me dissect this code of sport for 2022. First off, it is the AFL Whisperer himself, Mr. Arian Shah. Good evening to you, my friend. How are you? Good evening, Dom. Good evening, Andrew. And good evening to everyone who will be listening to this at some point. And it's great to see, since I've come along, AFL just getting that extra attention it deserves. It's been kind of a hotly debated topic, whether AFL is the national winter sport. And I'm glad, Dom, you alluded to that earlier in your intro, and I'm just going to echo that. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. You mentioned him before. He's in the house. Mr. Andrew Hurlinger joins us. Good evening to you, my friend. Good evening, Dom. Good evening, Ian. Yeah, it's great to be back there doing the AFL preview. It's been quite a while since we looked at all these great teams, but I'm definitely excited to look at what these two teams, all the teams have for us this season because there's lots of quality um, in this competition and I definitely expect there to be a lot of highlights throughout the season. Absolutely. There's going to be plenty of action, that is for sure. Like all previews, we will be doing things as to the book. We will be uh, going down the list alphabetically and reviewing each team and previewing what their season is going to look like. And then we'll give a little prediction at the end so that when we come to the end of the season, we can go back and have a look at who won the, <laughs> what's to say, the bench, or, the bench or the splinters AFL ladder predictor. So without further ado, we're going to kick right off and we're going to say big thanks to all our sponsors. You can, of course, catch this podcast on Heaps of different streams, wherever you get them from, whether that be Spotify or via the Audible app, there's heaps of places that you can get it. So there's no excuse that you can't be listening to the number one sports podcast out there. This is Splinters. And we're going to start off with the first team on the list. It is one of two teams from South Australia. It is the Adelaide Crows. Finished in 15th last year after a somewhat disappointing campaign where the, they continue to mourn the loss and rebuild following that uh, famous finals appearance uh, three or four years ago. But, gents, this year, new look, new me for Adelaide, or are we expecting much the same? Well, I think 
judging by the team list, the main big recruitment they've had in the offseason is probably one of the biggest poachings that was so unexpected. Jordan Dawson gone on a multi-year deal. And you look at the likes of sort of Tilthorpe and Dode, etc. They can support the likes of Sloan and Taylor Walker. And I think they're going to rely a lot on Dawson being that experienced player and already being around a club in Sydney that has been rebuilding for quite some time. So I see an improvement from Adelaide, but I can't see them breaking into the top eight. I'm going to go with them being 11th position on the ladder for this year. Yeah, I think it's been a little bit of a while since we saw the Adelaide Crows produce some great football. I think you go back to um, that 2017 grand final, which they were in a number of years ago. That was the real peak, and it's just been a little bit of a slide ever since. Um, There were maybe a few little good sparks here and there last season, but um, they've still got a little bit of development to go. Uh, it's going to be a long-term process, and I think this will be another year where they go a little bit further forward, but it's difficult to see them moving much further up the ladder. So I'm looking at that 13th to 14th position for them. Uh, they can probably push for t- um, the top eight if they have a really good start, but mm, probably more expecting the middle of the, the bottom eight, the bottom sides. Yeah, I have to agree. I think that uh, whilst you mentioned... Oh, and they have brought in some players to strengthen the squad this season. I, I'm not looking at the side being particularly strong uh, for uh, the length of the whole season. They may be a bit better in patches, but I'm also going to be picking them probably for 15th again this season. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go one better, and I'm going to put them in 14th position. Andrew, you had them in 13th. So as you go, uh, folks, Adelaide. Crows, we're thinking that they're probably not going to be inside that finals picture, but definitely a little stronger than previously thought. We'll go down to the next side. We are going um, north and then right, well, depending on which way you're looking at the map. We're going to go to Brisbane. We are going to review the Lions, who had an excellent season again last year, fell short of uh, a grand final, but uh, that was a top four finish, and they looked pretty impressive throughout Gents, I don't see the Lions uh, crumbling at all this season. I expect them to be even better than they were last year. Look, I think there's two main problems with the Lions that they really need to address. Their record in finals and also their ability to play away from home. If they can do that, they can address those two issues, then I can't see anything different than them being a serious premiership contender. And with the likes of Joe Danaher re-signing, Lockie Neal still around, they just have a really strong team, which is in that kind of age group, that sort of mid to late 20s, that mix of sort of youth and mid-level of experience. It's not like they're a young team and they've really kind of developed the game style and really excelled over with the coaching of Chris Fagan. So yeah, if they can address those two issues that I mentioned, 
they're going to go deep into this year. I think they're going to finish um, third. Yeah, obviously their history with um, some of the finals appearances over the last few years has been a bit disappointing. They were a little bit lucky, I felt, to sneak inside that top four. They probably didn't play as well. And I think the the finals appearances kind of reflected where they really were. Um, they've still got some good players. Like I'm a big fan of Lockie Neal and um, there's a few others as well. They've got some nice signings too. So I'm expecting Brisbane again just to be sitting around that fifth position um, and pushing for the top four. But um, they've got the players to make that push into the finals, but it's still something that we need to see. And I just need to see it in the season before I start putting them a bit higher up in the ladder. Fair enough. So, Aaron, you had them at third. Andrew, you pretty much had them at the same spot as last season as well, in around fourth. I am going to agree with that. I'm going with fourth as well. I think that they look good, but yeah, you mentioned there just seems to be that hoodoo around them in the finals uh, period um, that seems to be lacking. But if we're talking about regular season, um, we are seeing them very much in contention for a top four finish once again. We'll go down to our next side on the alphabetical list and a side that we probably won't be thinking will be finals bound again this season. It is the luckless Carlton Blues. Finishing off 13th last year, gents, uh, Blues fans have been dying for their team to uh, push uh, push on and play finals footy once again. But I'll tell you what, finishing six points behind the next best in 12th, which was the Richmond Tigers, who we know didn't have their uh, best of years last season following the successes they've had over the last few years. Um, they've got some work to do. Yeah, and with the experience that they have, the likes of Paddy Dow, Adam Chera, Zach Williams, they have a decent list, and I Jack Martin even. They've all been around and with the team for a long time, so and they all have sort of potential and have shown glimpses. But it's just that ability to play the whole game, to play that same intensity and skill level throughout the season. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of changes Michael Voss will bring to the team. But as they're still in that little rebuilding stage, it's hard to see them moving anywhere fast. And I think they'll finish around that same sort of position as last year, maybe slightly higher. I'm going to put them at about 12th position. I think a lot will depend, again, on some of the young players in their side. I think Sam Walsh had a, a really good season and proved that he could be one of the best players in the competition. So uh, if he can get a little bit more time out there, they might move the position a little bit more. But yeah, and they've also got Harry McKay, who's a good um, big forward as well. But it is a team that needs to, to a bit more improvement. They always just seem to, to not live up to expectations and I'm probably putting them around that 15th position. I just think it's – I don't see any improvement yet. I just don't see a change in the culture of the club. And I just think that they're going to take a little bit more time to, to make themselves realise that they've got to improve because that's the only way they're going to get better. I'm in the uh, agreement with you, um, Andrew and Ari, and they've 
they've struggled to to reach those expectations uh, that the fan base and almost the AFL community ha- has on this Colton side. But there's still some work to be done. I've got them in 14th. I think they're going one worse than last year. Happy to be proven wrong and see a new team uh, break through into that finals bracket. But I just don't see it happening with the Carlton Blues in 2022. Speak about a team that has the world of expectation on their shoulders this season. The next one is the Collingwood Football Club. Last year finished in 17th, one of probably their worst finishes in recent times. They had an awful start to 2021 off the back of some uh, allegations from former players around um, a, a racial community within the club. Eddie Maguire stood down. Uh, they battled through. I think they lost their forward um, to a gambling problem as well at the start of the season when he got suspended. There was heaps of things that went wrong for the club at the start of last year. This year, they've at least remained out of the drama, which puts them in a position to at least fight for some um, finals footy this year, but by gee, they've got some confidence that they need to rebuild in 2022. Yeah, but you look at Collingwood now, they have some of the best young players in the comp. You look at Lipinski, you look at Isaac Quainer, and they still have some experience with uh, Dacos and obviously Pendlebury, uh, Brody Grundy, Brody Majek. It'll be interesting to see how Jordan Goey goes, given all that off-season things, off-season stuff. But, yeah, I think with um, Chris Gamble taking over, the review over, um, Eddie McGuire out of the picture, they can really focus on that steady, settled list of quality plays they have and start putting some performances on the board without too many distractions. And I can see them finishing around that sort of fifth or sixth position this season. Mm, that's a good improvement, um, if that was to happen. Uh, look, the, the thing with Collingwood is their co- their club is built on strong defence and um, a few talented forwards who can get up there and, and score the, the points that get them over the line. And they were in a lot of close games last year and lost them, which was a big reason why they were down in 17th. They still were too poor to, to make the finals last year, but um, I don't think they're as far off the, the top eight side to some of the teams around them. And they will have a better defence this year. They had a lot of transition and injuries. Like they had Darcy Moore playing in the forwards for some time last year. I didn't understand that. I think Jeremy Howe was out as well for extended periods. So those will be two that they can put back there. And if they can just have a couple of better attackers at the front, they can probably score the goals needed to win a few more. I'd be surprised if they didn't win at least 10 games this year. So I'm probably putting them around that ninth to 10th position. They could probably push to eighth. Um, yeah, it's... I'm probably putting them at 10th. I think they're going to be a lot more improved, but there's still some things that they need to be working on. And they're going to need to adjust to the new coach as well. Well, big call there from Arian. An improvement of, uh, what's it, 11 places up into 6th from last mm-hmm. year's 17th. That is a big call. I don't think the jump is going to be that extreme. I do expect them to 
have a jump and I'm going to have them in 13th this year. I just think they've got a bit of work to do recovering from the difficulties that were last season. We'll hurry along off to the next team. We've got Essendon, the Bombers up next. Uh, everyone's, uh, you know, uh, favourite side that finally scraped into finals last season. Um, after all the troubles they've had over the last 10 years, it's great to see them back. But can they replicate it again in 2022? Well, yeah, Essendon, they're on the wrong side of a lot of losses last year, and it was great to see them um, getting into that eight. And they have the team, they have the talent, but I think they just need to back themselves and sort of stand up in those big moments because if you want to consistently be there and consistently compete, you need to be on for the whole game. There's too many times, especially in the finals, where Essendon sort of fell away after halftime or um, sort of switched off in a sense. And yeah, the really good teams, the big breaks and changes in momentum, they kind of find a way around them. And I think Essendon sort of started off really strongly in a lot of games and then just ran out of steam in a really big way. So you need to just keep that consistent tempo up and really show they're up for the fight for the full game in order to be more competitive. And I see them finishing around that sort of eighth or ninth position this year, pretty similar to what they were last year, unless they can change their game style and intensity quite quickly. They had a really strong finish to the season last year, and I thought they took advantage of just some of the the bad form of the other teams, which was quite a bonus. But um, I thought they slightly overachieved, and I thought that was reflected um, in their final game last year. So I'm just... I'm a little bit hesitant to just put them in that top eight. I'm think I'm gonna I'm gonna probably put them around eleventh. I just think they're a little, still a little bit off the pace, and I felt it was some of the other teams dropping off while they were able to sneak in. Nicely uh, analysed, gents. Sorry, and sorry, I just missed your prediction. What would you have them at? Sorry, I said around seventh or eighth position. We'll have you at put you in at seven. I'm going lower. I think they're dropping down to eleventh this year as well. So I'm going. Did you already put a team at eleven? No, I, I did not you. put a team at eleven yet. <laughs> I I am writing everything down that I've written. So yeah, I know I'm, exactly I'm the one who's more I'm worried thinking. about where I'm going to put teams in twice. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, I've got I've got it on track. Don't worry. I did have to change one earlier because I put I had done fourteen twice. I didn't even realise it right in front of my face. Uh, so I had to make an adjustment on the fly, uh, just quietly. We'll go down to the next team. It is the uh, Fremantle Dockers. Um, last year uh, they finished in eleventh place, um, and you know, rounded up probably it was a pretty poor uh, time for. West Coast football fans last season with both sides not making the finals. Can the Dockers and Nat Fife finally push into that top eight and challenge for a title? Well, they're such an interesting side because year in, year out, they've been sort of touted for improvement and they have some good young players coming in. They have the likes of 
Caleb's wrong, and also experience with Rory Love, etc. Luke Ryan, he's another interesting one, and of course, Nat Five, we can't forget him. So yeah, they have the players, but I think they're just a little bit like Essendon in a way that they kind of drop off and they're a little bit inconsistent. They just need to believe that they can challenge because when they're on, they're on, but they're just not on for long enough and um, week in, week out. But yeah, I think judging by the pre-seasons of both West Coast and Fremantle, Fremantle are better place to make that sort of jump to the eight. And I'll see them finishing probably ninth or tenth this year. Yeah. Just outside. Yeah, I'm probably going to put them at ninth. I just think, once again, they're really, really close to maybe pushing in that top eight, but they've... They're just a team that things don't really always go for them and they sometimes just don't meet those expectations. They've got to stay injury-free the whole year, I reckon, if they make the top eight. And that's a that's a hard ask for, for a team like that. So I'm probably just keep putting them out again, which is disappointing because they played some great football last year, but they are an up-and-down side. And unless they keep everyone on the park, it's it's difficult for them to win on a consistent basis. I've got them improving, and I've got them going up one spot into 10th. And no, Arian, I have not put down 10th yet, just in case you were double-checking me once again. <laughs> um, we move on to the next team. Uh, we're going to one of the stronger sides in the competition. It is the Geelong Cats, third place last year. Um, we're on top in periods um, and almost snagged a, a, a premiership in the end but didn't quite have it uh, going for them. They come back again, strong as ever, and you expect them to be right up there with the best. Look, Geelong is a really interesting one because they have a great team, lots of experience, but I think a lot of the players are getting on the wrong side of age. You look at Tui, you look at Sean Higgins, Jeremy Cameron even, they're all in Isaac Smith. They're all in their late 20s or even some bordering the mid-30s and their slow kick mark game style is slowly being figured out like you saw the way Melbourne dominated them through like center bounce clearances and lots of long kicks into the 50 and just quickening up the game while when they're on top they just like spreading the ball around from side to side and really slowing the game down. And I think a lot of people are starting to break that pattern and quicken it up. And Chris Scott and DeLong just need to be careful that they're not getting too found out and they're not being outpaced. But I'll still see them not as high as last year but I'd say they're gonna just make it into the top four or maybe even fifth they're a very experienced team and there's a lot of players out there who you can rely on to perform well in the regular season that's what Geelong do really well they 
seem to always get themselves in that top four and give themselves the opportunity to make uh, the grand final. They haven't taken advantage of that for a number of years now, and some of the preliminary performances over the last two seasons have been pretty terrible, and it's hard to see them changing that, even with the, the players that they have. They are very capable of beating everyone on their day, and they caused even Melbourne some problems when they play their best. I just don't know if they're going to take that next step. And there's just a few other teams, I think, who are on the rise compared to them. Um, They'll be competitive, and I think they'll be in the top four. I'm putting them at fourth position. But that final step forward, I just don't know. They can probably make a grand final, but they're not not really there with the premiership favourites for me. They're not the number one anyway. Well, we all have them, it looks like, uh, in this... uh... Uh, round as uh, well, Arian, you're dropping him down to did you say fourth before? I'll, I'll put fifth actually. If uh, Andrew, you said uh, similar down into fifth as well. I'm actually going to go the opposite direction. I think they're going to go into they're going to stay. I was going to say into second. Am I going to really brave it and say they're going to go into second? You know what? Yes, I'm going into second. I'm mixing it up a little bit. We're too close together. With these predictions, it's it's going to be a very tight race if we stick that way. And uh, I'm going to mix it up and, and, and spread uh, the predictions around. We're going to move on quickly because we don't want to uh, take uh, uh, too much more time because we've still got two more teams to cover. First one we're going to start off with is the second Queensland team. It is the Gold Coast Suns. Is it ever going to click for these guys? Is it ever going to click for a Gold Coast team in any sporting code? I'm not too sure. We've seen that the Gold Coast Titans in the Rugby League is starting to get somewhere, but there's a, still a long way to go for the Suns. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because a lot they they kind of struggle to lure in like big talent going there, or like say for example with Gary Ablett, there was too much incentive for him to move back to Geelong. But I think the recruitment of Marvio Chol. Rory Atkins, and then the rise of someone like Took Miller, Ben Ainsworth, Sam Day, and even the way they challenge teams like Richmond, Oleg Markov as well. I think they're going to finish, well, they're not going to make the eight, but I think they'll be around that kind of 12th or 13th, maybe even... 10th position, I think they're kind of there or thereabouts and they're improving all the time. But again, like a lot of other teams, they need to consistently be up there and kind of believe in themselves that they can win and challenge those top teams. Yeah, I still haven't seen a culture shift from them and I'm expecting the Gold Coast Titans to do better than they will be, the Suns. Look, it's... It's difficult. They're still a team in transition and they're still a team trying to find themselves. I just don't expect them to be winning a lot of games. And I put them in 17th because I just think uh, this season, it's it's again just going to be a bit more the same. So, yeah, it's um, definitely hopeful that they can improve uh, in the next couple of years, but they're still, they're still, it's a long path, you know, and it takes a lot of time and patience and, um, the club's just got to hope that um, some youngsters come through and that they can change their fortunes and that they develop quickly. Well, it looks like we're all uh, having him in the same position once again. 
I'm actually going to drop him down into the wooden spoon. It's my hefty prediction. Oh, I loathe teams on the, Gold Coast, on the Gold Coast. I'm going with wooden spoon this year. Um, so that's Andrew with 16, Ari with 17, and me with 18. So let's see where they finished inside no, that no, no. four. I, I, I said um, 12. Oh, 12. Ooh. Well, you've had 12 already. So oh, I did. Sorry, 13. Sorry, no, I said, yeah, 13. Yeah, that's 13, that's, that's all right. That's a similar, similar position. Okay, well, there you go. Some wildly um, different guesses there. And the final team we've got for you tonight in the first half of our show, it is back down to Sydney. It is the Greater Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, not Wanderers, sorry. Uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants. Apologies. Let's get my football brain out of my head. It is the Giants. Western Sydney Giants, um, they're a decent side, um, again, that you don't want to uh, miss in this new season, uh, especially after a decent finish again in seventh last year. Yeah, I think that the Giants have the quality and the list. The problem with them is the injuries, the key times, and obviously suspensions of players such as Toby Green, etc. And he's kind of sort of misbehavior at just wrong times but yeah the good thing for them is same coach relatively settled list we saw impressive seasons from young players such as Tom Green and obviously Lockie Ash and a few others yeah I think they're gonna make a challenge for that top four but just sit outside it in sixth position yeah, I think they're a strong team if they can get their injury crisis sorted out. Mm. They're probably one of those teams that you could see dropping out a little bit of the top eight, but I do think that they they set themselves up really well last year, and I think they're playing some really good football. And, look, if they keep all the youngsters together and they're fully fit, they should be someone that squeezes inside that eight. I've got them in six. Um, and, look... With the right improvement, they are capable of premiership push. I expect them to get there in a couple of years. I think it's still a little bit too early, but it, it is something that is capable in this squad with a bit of time. So I think they'll get another finals appearance and maybe this time they'll actually win it because it was really close against the Swans last year. So um, for me, it's just about getting that squad um, more opportunities in finals games because they're capable. What I found really interesting is how quickly they got to the finals initially. I know it wasn't a fairy tale finish, but for such a young club to get to a grand final that early in their history was really impressive. I've got him in seventh. Uh, Arian, you've got him in seventh. Andrew's gone with sixth for the uh, uh, Greater Western Sydney Giants. So that's the first half for you of our AFL preview for 2022. Stay with us. We've got uh, the remaining teams coming your way uh, just after this short break. This is uh, Splinters AFL 2022 preview. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? 
If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Hornsby RSL Club, your perfect place to catch up with friends and family. With dining options ranging from modern Australian favourites in the courtyard, authentic Asian cuisine from Keku, or delicious wood-fired pizzas from Level 1, there is something for everyone to enjoy. Join us weekly for entertainment activities such as trivia, meat raffles, bingo and free live music, or grab some tickets to see one of our first-class entertainment acts in the showroom. Thinking of holding an event? Let our friendly events team guide you through every step to create the perfect event for any occasion. Visit our website at hornsbrsl.com.au for further details. Hornsby RSL Club, proud sponsors of Triple H. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Dom Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Bowling is back in Hornsby. The Attic offers a 10-pin bowling experience like no other with Australia's first ever augmented reality scoring experience that will take your game to a whole new level. With a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, the Attic Entertainment Precinct is complete with a bar and lounge area to keep you entertained for hours. Specialising in kids' parties and celebrations, the Attic at Hornsby RSL Club is perfect for your next special event. Whether it be an afternoon out with the kids or a night out with friends, it will be an unforgettable occasion that will bowl you and your guests over. Visit our website, theattichornsby.com.au for more information. The Attic, proud sponsors of Triple H. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Good to have you back here on Splinters, the Triple H sports podcast this evening. We're talking all things AFL, new season. Myself, Don Rizzuto, Arian Shah and Andrew Herdlinger have gone through the first nine teams in alphabetical order and given our predictions on where they will finish. It's time to continue and get right into the remaining nine teams that we have to preview. And we're going to start off with the Hawks, Hawthorne Football Club, side that have, you know, since I've been getting into AFL, always been strong, but over the last two years, they have slipped a little bit, finished in 14th last year, and we'll probably have some work to do again to find themselves up inside the upper echelons of AFL. Look, I don't know what's going on with Hawthorne because they've had, like, the same kind of settled side. You look at Sean Burgoyne just recently retired, how long he's with Hawthorne, Tom Mitchell, Mitch Lewis, Harry Morrison, uh, Jarman MP, a few of the others. They've shown great consistency and promise with their list. 
and I don't I don't understand completely the whole Alistair Clarkson situation. But yeah, I don't know where that improvement is going to come from. So I kind of see them sitting around that 15th position, unfortunately. Look, I hate picking teams at the wooden spoon because I'm always really helpful, hopeful that um, teams will find a way to, to play well and that the competition will be tight and you don't have people in the cellar. But I'm going to have to fill that 18th spot somewhere. And I guess this Hawthorne club is probably the one that I'm looking at because it is a team in transition. They've had such a long and successful era with Alastair Clarkson and it's now a team in transition. There are players that have retired. So, you know, it, it is going to be challenging and there's a long journey forward for them to to get back into the competition of being there around the, the premiership hopes and, and challenging for competitions like they have for a number of years. But, yeah, I'm going to have to put them in 18th because I have to put oh, something there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and there it is. We've got our wooden spoon off. Andrew's yeah. pick. I have to, I, you know, you're sticking similar. <laughs> you're sticking yeah. similar. You're going 14th or 15th, but myself, I'm going with uh, I'm going with 15th. I think they're dropping down a position uh, with all their um, uh, sort of off-season dilemmas that have happened in in recent times. Uh, we'll go down to the next team, and well, this team I think will be the total opposite end of the spectrum. They are, of course, the reigning premiers in the Melbourne Demons. What a season they had last year! Finally. The hoodoo was broken and they claimed that silverware that they craved for so long off the back of what was an incredibly uh, irresistible regular season and then a fantastic postseason, which saw them claim um, the triumphant award that is the championship in the AFL season. Uh, i tell you what, gents, I think that they'll be up there again, but it's always very, very difficult to go back-to-back. Yeah, I can't pick too many faults out of Melbourne at the moment, but I don't want to say they're going to win again. I think they'll finish in second or third position, just like everything going right, especially in that midfield at defence and those ruck positions with those um, centre clearances especially. And just the kind of speed and precision they play at. Yeah, I just can't really pick anything for them to improve on and it's great to see they have a settled list ready to try their best to emulate last year's success it was such a dominant premiership win that was the the most impressive thing about melbourne and they were the best team the whole season and it was reflected there on grand final day even though the western bulldogs gave them a bit of a challenge they overcame it it was a lot closer game than what the scoreline will read and um, people will probably remember. But, yeah, that's the important thing for the players. They've got to remember how difficult the journey was to get there, how much effort and time and sacrifices they had to make. And it's difficult when you you come back in that following season to remember how hard you had to train, um, how many times the season could have gone wrong and keeping yourself fresh, keeping yourself fit and timing your runs. So, it's going to be difficult. They've got the squad again to go back to back. I can't see them not drop dropping outside that top four, but it will be difficult to replicate that success. Um, I'm putting them in. I hope I have. I'm probably putting them in at third. I think they're they're going to again be right tight there. But 
um, it's very difficult to go back to back. And for a club that it had so long it'd been since they'd actually won a premiership, that's hard to back up from. Yes, uh, I have to agree, uh, gents. I think that uh, they won't be uh, backing it up uh, this year, but I'm actually still going to have them as the minor premiers and having them finishing in first, but I don't think I'm going to have them finishing inside the um, the, the final <laughs> team standing come the end of the season in uh, this campaign that is coming up for us. Um, very, very shortly in a, in a week's time. Uh, we move on to the next team uh, that uh, <laughs> um, goes right down to the bottom mm-hmm. of the ladder. It was the last year's Wooden Spooners and Shane Evans, North Melbourne Kangaroos. Well, gents, they I've I've come to love the can the, the Roos. I, I, they've become my fa- they've become one of my 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 favourite teams because uh, purely because they come last all the time and Shane Evans supports them. So that makes me laugh. But also that they're just kind of like every year, they just like don't look like getting better at all, like at whatso- whatsoever. So you start to consider like why do they even exist in the competition from time to time? But I want them to succeed. There's so many other teams that I don't like in this competition. But I'd love to see the North Melbourne uh, fan base one up the rival opposition and, and, and go all the way or something like that. Yeah. And I think at the end of last year, you really saw the kind of young talent starting to put in some performances and they have the likes of Jaden Stevenson, Anderson, they have um Zerha, etc. Really starting to shine at the end there and the experience of Hugh Greenwood, etc. But I, I can see them finishing in the middle of that bottom eight. I'd say probably that sort of 14th position, where they'll still... They may have a couple more upsets compared to last year, but yeah, they, I don't think they're going to make a serious dent in their campaign this year. I think Hugh Greenwood is a, a great signing and I think he's going to win them a couple of extra games just in his midfield pressure and great tackling ability. And that's where North Melbourne struggled last season because their midfield was weak and they couldn't um, control possession. And when you, you are losing the battles in the midfield, it puts so much pressure on your defence and it's hard to work the ball back up to the other end of the field. Um, there was a good finish to the season last year. They were competitive in a few games and they actually pulled off a shock or two. And I think they can actually get themselves off the bottom this year. I'm putting them at 16th, so it's not going to be a big rise, um, but definitely could actually win a few more games this year. So just hope to wait and see. They're a competitive side. That's the one thing that's good about North Melbourne. I'm going to go 17th. Orion, you've got a minute uh I believe 16th there, and Andrew, you had him in at 16th too. So we've got ourselves uh, <laughs> all the new uh, wooden spoons uh, this year. But I, I tell you what, we've definitely got some um, some love for the for the ruse. That's for sure. So Shane Evans will be supporting you all the way in an, avoiding another spoon for North Melbourne this year. We go down to our next side. And uh, we're going to another strong side last year, 
It was the runners-up in the regular season, Port Adelaide, who, again, didn't quite get where they wanted to, but they'll look strong again this season. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think the big problem with Port Adelaide is they win the games they should win, but then they don't win those games where they're being tested. And they don't play that well away from home either. You look at how they only just managed to win over Richmond. They got pretty badly beaten against Brisbane Lions away. And yeah, I just think that like other teams are slowly going to figure them out and they are going to not be not make a huge dent in that final uh in those finals. So I'm going to put them or just outside the eight. I'm going to say Oof. about ninth position. Ooh. You're going to drop Port Adelaide down to ninth? Yeah. That is a big call. Mm. I hope Ken Hinckley pre- proves me wrong, but that's <laughs> where I'm sitting there. Yeah. Um, the, the thing with Port Adelaide for me that was a bit hard to, to understand was they did finish in that second position, and I don't know if it was fully earned, but they learned a lot. And I think that defeat to the Bulldogs uh, really re- showed them that they've still got a long way to go. And I am expecting them to really take that step forward this year. And I think they can really push for the the title. Um, they're not the team that I'm expecting to win it. But, you know, they're definitely someone who c- can really push a lot of the teams harder than they've probably ever gone. I'm putting them in at second. I think they're the big premiership threat to the team that I'm putting up there as the team I'm expecting to win this season. Uh, and I just, I think they're, they're, they're building nicely. They've been building nicely for a little while. And I think this could be the year where they make a really good push. Well, that's a uh, huge call for Marion. I'm still, mm. I'm still stunned. You, you, you took ninth already. So we've had to go, I've had to go with your next best available, which was 10th. So that's a, that's a big call already. Um, I'm going with third I'm, as I've taken the Geelong Cats at second and Andrew is staying at second uh, again for the, excuse me, for the power in 2022. We'll go to our next side and, well, it's one of the most dominant teams this year. Uh, I'm sorry, in the last few years, I should say. It is the Richmond Tigers. They didn't have a good season last year off the back of a couple of injuries and maybe the squad getting a little bit older um, and perhaps, you know, the the momentum had somewhat died moving forward after all the successes they've had. But I surely expecting them to roar back into that finals bracket in this season. Yeah, I can imagine Richmond be very hungry and um, they will have their normal game style back. They'll have the MCG back. They'll have the crowd back. There's so many things working in their favour, but I don't think they're going to make a push deep into the eight. I think they're just going to be sitting around that sort of sixth or so position. So kind of like midway through that eight, Sort of knocking on the door of the top four, but not quite. Are they, they're in that little bit of transition period as well, and we saw that 
um, come through a bit last year. There was just uh, missing with the players. They just didn't have the backup. And they've been a little bit punished for their success because other players, other clubs have tried to take their players as well. A lot will again rely on Dustin Martin and he's just going to win them a few games on his own. And I think Richmond can get themselves back up into that top eight conversation. And look, I'm probably squeezing them in there at eighth because I still think that they underperformed last year and uh, I think they can put themselves back into that conversation. I just, I'm, I'm kind of, I think their good football is going to be really good, but again, it's going to be the difference between their good and their bad. And it's going to have bad performances here and there. And that's probably why I could see them exiting in like week one of the finals. So that's where I'm putting them. I'm taking it at sixth um, because I think they will come back and finish strongly. I'm almost tempted to throw them in at fifth, but I'm going to be a little bit precautious and take them at sixth position in that one. You two both have them at eighth. Iron, you had five, six, and seven already taken up. So the only spot I had for you left was eighth for the Richmond Tigers. We'll go to uh, our next team on the list. We're staying in Melbourne. We're going to be talking about St Kilda. Finished in 10th last season. Were very, very agonisingly close to making an appearance in the finals this year, but fell just one game short. Gents, can they finally do it? Can they finally break back into that finals, or is it going to be more heartbreak for St Kilda fans? Look, I think that they're going to finish in and around that same kind of position, but they're going to make the eight, but I don't think they'll go deep into the finals. So I'm putting them around that sort of 10th position again. So yeah, not making the eight. But then you've got 10th, 11th, 12th and 14th. Oh, already taken. Already taken. Yes, then I'll put, uh, I'll put them... In. We can always come back and have a uh, and have a look at where we really want them to finish. But as now of the cast, you'll have, uh, I believe, with, with the three teams that we have left to preview today, you have well, four teams with this one. We've got, you've got first, fourth, 15th, and 18th. 17th and 18th. Okay. I'm going to flip my script and put them into the top four. Oh, another big pick. What the hell? <laughs> where are the bottoms going? <laughs> we'll find out later. Arian <laughs> Charles got with fourth on the on the Saints. The Whisperer knows something that we don't. Andrew, uh, is there any truth to the word? Where are you putting them? I mean, I'm tempted. I like having St Kilda somewhere in that top eight, but I didn't have them in there originally. That was the difference. Um, they're a team that I could see really doing well and, and maybe putting themselves up in seventh and sixth, but I've got 12. them at 12. Yep, that, that's so, right. yeah, it's just... I, their form, it's going to be dependent on how their players develop this year. And I just think they're a really good team. They could do a lot of special things. I thought they underachieved last year. But, you know, the, the thing with that side is that they are competing against a lot of good teams and they've got to keep themselves injury-free. And I'm just not sure if they'll do that. So I'm putting them at 12. Um, but they're a very much capable team of pushing through to the top eight. Well, I've kind of shot myself in the foot. I'm going to have to go the other direction. I'm going to have to go with 16th for the Saints because I'm not putting them inside the top eight where I'm thinking the, the other two teams that we've got left to preview are going to go, or the other three teams are going to go. So I'm leaving them in. Actually, no, I've got a spot for them. Oh, no, I'm leaving that spot available. So I'm having to drop them down to 16th this year. Um, potentially, I'll be proven wrong. So uh, very, very differing <laughs> predictions there as we go down into the last uh, few teams. 
We'll go to the uh, the next one on the list, and we've got ourselves the local. I'm assuming we all support this team. Well, I do. It is the Sydney Swans. Yeah, well, Sydney showed that they uh, have great young talent, and they're such a resilient club after being beaten around in the last couple of years and then rebounding to finish in that eight. Um, last year, the loss of Dawson, obviously a big one, but obviously the contract extension of Keeney, also massive. Uh, Franklin's final year on his contract, getting towards that 1,000-goal mark. I can't, unfortunately, with my ladder placings, I probably didn't think them through as well as I would have liked, but I w- I can't see them finishing too differently from last year, maybe even pushing into that top four, but I need a reminder of the position that I've left so I can <laughs> put them in somewhere that I really don't think they will finish and I don't want them to finish, but yeah. Well, you've got available to you first and... Uh, yeah, you've got first left. Uh, you've got fourth and fifth taken. Uh, you've got seventh. You've got sixth. <laughs> There's only first for the Sydney Swans. This is, this is the greatness of Zoom, that we no, have no idea where our teams are. We need to make lists before. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, I, I've, I've written them all down. If you write them down in front of you, then it's not so bad. But, yeah, um, you're not putting them in first. Let's have a look. Let's put a question mark on a Sydney Swans for in Sharp because I think he might need to uh, take a look um, at some other size that he's put a bit higher than we are expecting. Maybe because you threw Collingwood up in sixth. That's the problem, Owen. You've thrown Collingwood yeah, for a, huge, come a on. huge return to form and you've, and you've left yourself kind of uh, empty for those side of teams. So you're having to put teams like St Kilda or the Swans or Western Bulldogs lower down. Maybe he'll be right. Um, look, I'm going to put the Swans in at seven um, because I don't think they're going to go as well as the Giants this year, and that's the big rivalry that we rely on whenever we watch the Swans and the Giants. They're just a team that I feel like they've improved really well after just a little bit of problems that they had, but uh, don't, I just think they're stagnating a little bit. Still too good to not make the top eight, but they are stagnating a little bit, so I don't see any improvement. No, nah, I've, I've got an improving them. I won't have any uh, ill words said against the Swans. I'm going with fifth. I've got fifth available still, um, so I'll keep that one there. Final, second last team, the penultimate team we've got for you this evening, ladies and gents, is the West Coast Eagles, finished in ninth last season. And once again, they'll find themselves wanting to better that by at least one and make themselves uh, part of that finals contention. But if they play anything like they did last year with the inconsistencies, they're going to be struggling again. Yeah, well, they still have a relatively settled team, so I don't really know what was going on last year. It almost seems like seemed like they kind of lost a little bit of confidence in themselves. In themselves. They changed the game style a little bit. But I'm going to go another really bold prediction and make them the wooden spooners for this year, unfortunately. Just judging by especially those performances against Sydney and other teams who weren't like 
the really, really top teams, but they still really struggle because those bad days happen all too often and cost them a bit too dearly. That's a big call. Yeah, they're in the, the bottom eight. I think I've forgotten which position I put them in exactly, but I don't think they're going to be making the top eight this year. That's kind of the thing that I've decided. But um, it's still a very good tight team, and I think they can push for that top eight contention if they have a good season too. But, yeah, there's just a few better teams that I think are a bit stronger than them. I think they overachieved last year, so I've got them just inside that bottom, uh, outside the top eight. Well, outside the top eight, we'll go for a prediction later. I've got them finishing the same as last year. I'm going with ninth this season. We'll go down to the final team, which is the Western Bulldogs. Last year's beaten finalist were once again probably fortunate to find themselves there after they had a, a bit of a miracle run from fifth. Can they do it again? Can they go one bigger? I'm not so sure, but they'll definitely be competing once again. Look, I think... With the performance they showed in the semi-final, especially after those defeats and that kind of inconsistent sort of run of form going into that game, and then how they performed in the first half of the final, I think they'll take great confidence out of that and a lot of learnings that they can compete against the best team if they just put their foot on the gas a little bit longer. I think they can do it, and hence why I have them as the minor premiers for this year. Yes, it was the only number left, which means the Sydney Swans have to go in at 17th for Arian as the last remaining number left. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure if they're that bad. Um, I've got, I don't even know what I've got available. Have I got fourth? No. I don't think I've got a spot inside the top eight for them. Might have to have a review later on. Have I got 15th? I've got 16th. I've got 18th. I think I've done my numbers. I can't even see which one I have left. Andrew, what are you thinking for the, the Bulldogs this year? Well, I've saved up this one spot for them. I've got them there as the premiership contenders. Probably having to reevaluate that a little bit because their trial form, uh, I know we haven't spoken much about trial form in this game, but they were a little bit disappointing in the first two games. But make no doubt, this is a very, very good side. They showed it in the grand final last year, even though they were beaten fairly well at the, the end. I think that was more credit to how strong Melbourne are. Um, they're going to drop off this year, and I think the Bulldogs are the team primed to go past them. I thought the Bulldogs, um, a couple months before the finals, were going to be one of the big threats in this competition. And I know they dropped off. Um, but they still got themselves into that grand final and they're a team full of class. So they're my premiership favourites. Well, you two have got them at one and one. I only had eight left to choose from. Um, so there you have it, folks. That's our predictions for this upcoming AFL season. And that's pretty much all we've got time for this evening. A big thanks to Arian Shah and Andrew Herlinger for their words. We'll be previewing and reviewing the AFL season throughout 2022 on every different form of Triple H Sport. So make sure you stay informed via our channels when you need to get your AFL news. My name is Don Rizzuto. It has been great talking to you. Until next time, stay sharp and play pretty. Good night. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.